Hello, Loose Lug Nation, and welcome to episode Ryan Blaney, number 12 for Loose Lugs. I am Lauren Leach, your host once again, and joined by my good buddy, Mark Allen. Mark, how you doing? Hi, buddy. How are you? It's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been a little bit busy and uh, finally getting a chance to regroup here and uh, recap some races. Yeah, you take Ryan Blaney. I'll take the Bobby Allison Coca-Cola ride there. Or even that Miller High Life that won the uh, Daytona 500 back in, I think that was 92. I was uh, thinking about that during the week and thought about going with Bobby Allison, but I kept it more recent there. But I was hoping you would mention that, and, and you did. So, um, yeah, what a what a good car that was, huh? What a good driver. And the Alabama gang, you know, that's uh, all out NASCAR. Good stuff down there. Yep. Full throttle. Yeah, Red Farmer, full throttle, dude. <laughs> that we recapped on our last podcast or two ago where we recapped that we went down to the Snowball Derby and met Red Farmer. So that's uh, that's an ode to him And uh, when we asked how he was doing full throttle. So the Alabama gang, uh, good stuff there. Yeah, well, indeed. Let's get into it. We have some, actually, some eye racing to recap here. That's how that's how long it's been. Um, we'll start with Saturday Night Thunder at Dover. Anthony Alfredo took the win there, and that was good to see because we have talked before, Mark, about how he couldn't catch a break. Yeah, he was always in the wrong place at the wrong time all along there. So, <laughs> yeah. Then we go to Sunday's race, and William Byron wins that. No surprise there. He was hot for a couple of weeks. Really great all the way through, but ran into some trouble during the first couple of races, and then he really came on. William Byron, you definitely can tell he's uh, number one uh, uh, racer out there, and it definitely shows. Then we go to uh, Friday Night Thunder, actually, at Martinsville, where Ty Majeski, our good friend, wins that one. He leads 124 of 125 laps, a dominating performance. Yeah, I got on there and uh, I got a hold of uh, Susan, his mom, said, are you watching this? And she said she was on the phone talking to somebody. So we ended up texting back and forth. And, uh, yeah, we watched Ty dominate. Um, all around, that was a very good race, and there was challengers that were behind him that were there, but he held them off and he uh, pulled off the pulled off the victory there. Yeah, Josh Berry, a junior motorsports racer, there he was a challenger and ended up having to come back through the field. I think he got up to third or second there at the end, but Ty uh, was a dominant car that night. Actually, it showed the first time uh, looking at Martinsville under the lights, uh, even though it was on i racing. Um, so made it give it just a little bit different kind of look. Yeah, that's a good point there. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about the lights coming up here in a little bit. Let's go to the, the last I race here. Denny Hamlin wins North Wilkesboro was announced, uh, during the Dover race that North Wilkesboro would be coming back. Uh, Dale jr. Put out a great video about them cleaning up the track and everything. He really wanted them to get it scanned. If you listen to the Dale jr. Download. He wanted that for a while now and ended up making it happen. So how cool is that, man? I mean, a race that I remember seeing, but it went away in 96, I think it was. So I don't really remember a whole lot from it. But uh, to see that and re-watch and re some old races, that's awesome. 
Yeah, a couple of days later, all of a sudden, I racing because of that pop, pop, uh, popularity <laughs> that uh, they put it up for sale right away on iRacing so that you could purchase it. And um, um, you and I will probably be buying that uh, coming up here this season. Um, yeah, I remember North Wilkesboro, um, one of those good old short tracks, you know, get your elbows up and rub them up. And, uh, yeah, I, I like North Wilkesboro, good place to race. Yeah, actually, I had both that last night and ran some uh, practice laps there. It was a lot of fun, I'm telling you. I also bought the 87 Chevy that's on there that they put on there. They also put a Ford Thunderbird from 87, and uh, that thing is very hard to drive. Oh, my gosh. Um, fast, but it's built like a tank. It's It's quite interesting. Yeah, I was going to kind of say that it probably was a, uh, a different feel to them, them cars. They weren't as aero as what they are uh, today. Yeah, you know, I actually uh, practiced at Daytona. They have a week 13 out there right now in iRacing, and I took the 87 Chevy out and went out there. And if, if you didn't lift or hit that corner just right at Daytona, which is surprising that you would have to lift, you were quite easily in the wall and uh, – what an experience. Are you out there just uh, being a single driver, or is there other people out there? There was other people out there, um, but it was spread out, so I was by myself for the main part. And you were getting up to 200 miles per hour by yourself, so it was, uh, man, it was it was crazy, really. So there's multiple three and nine cars running around at the same time? You know, like, I like is, is there, like, a... Uh, other drivers that also have the, the Wrangler three car or there's other people out there that's running around with the, the Coors uh, Ford. Yeah. So what they did is they actually incorporated those uh, paint schemes into the uh, race. So you can choose those and then choose a different number. Uh, I went with my own paint scheme, but there are people out there that had the Wrangler car and the Coors car. So you can choose that as a paint scheme and then pick your own number. So you can, uh, you can choose that. Wow. So, you know, that red one would be really fast, you know, you have to pick the red one and it's yeah. got that blue, blue oval on the front. So you, you know where I stand on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully you getting that and us going to test it out at some point. They have a week Maybe. 13 going on right now, which doesn't count for anything. And that would be a good time to just uh, take a test and take a flyer on it and see how you do. All right, keep pushing me, buddy. You might you might get your wish. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so then we get into some real racing. Uh, racing was announced that it's coming back at Darlington May 17th for the Cup Series. That was almost a day where you are a kid in the candy shop. You get the goosebumps back. You're ready to see some real live action out there. And uh, let's get into some news before we even get into the racing. Um, it was announced that NASCAR had mandated some safety things after going through Ryan Newman's Daytona car. And what they mandated was two additional roll bar support pieces in the general area where Ryan Newman's car was hit and an extra oil flow valve at Daytona and Talladega. Uh, so there's some safety there. They also made some slight cuts into the airflow into the engine in an effort to dampen acceleration and eliminated the use of air ducts at the two tracks. So yeah, they, they went through that with a fine-tooth comb and made some 
some safety adjustments here. Yeah, they actually put a steel plate there. It's, it's like a metal plate that's where the back window is, so that stops the airflow from coming in there. Um, they also um, is putting a nonstick tape on the back of the bumper um, at Talladega and Daytona so that it's more, I guess, more slick. So there is when somebody makes contact, it's, it's less abrasive. Um, it would actually, like when Brian, uh, when Blaney slid across Newman's, it maybe would have been uh, probably more slick, you know, it wouldn't have been so such contact there that it wouldn't have uh, maybe turned Newman. So I, I thought it was interesting that they were putting, they're going to put tape on the back of the bumper to uh, try to avoid uh, contact that way. That actually makes a lot of sense though, because like you said, it's so easy to hook someone and, and you're really just bumping them in the wrong spot. So that's, uh, that's interesting that uh, I'm interested to see how that'll work. I almost wonder if they'll do something on the front of the car too and see what happens there. But uh, so yeah. far that's, that's what's been announced. Um, then we get into some other news and I specifically remember walking out of work at lunch and texting you and saying, did you hear the news? And you were like, no, uh, what's going on? Matt Kenseth named to the 42 car. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Um, what a surprise. Well, Ganassi said he was going to go out and, uh, and get his team the best guy that they could. Um, I believe I heard that they uh, rang Carl Edwards' number, and he, uh, he denied it, um, that he didn't want to get back into it. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see Matt come back. Um, watching him these last few wake, weeks, um, he's done, a, he's done a, a, a rather good job. Uh, tough schedule, tough races. I mean, you're talking Darlington and the 600 and now now Bristol, you know. <laughs> so there were some really tough tracks, you know, for somebody that hasn't raced for over over a year or so. So, yeah, he's been doing – he's done a good job. Yeah, he has. He's run into some tough luck and uh, doing some adjusting there. But uh, overall, overall, you look at the speed that car has and where that car has been throughout the early part of the race and even at the finish sometimes and – has done a tremendous job there. It was also announced that Ryan Newman was returning when racing came back on the 17th, which he did, and that and they were both playoff eligible. I understand the playoff eligibility going to Ryan Newman because he was hurt in the car and really, um, I don't want to say that necessarily shouldn't happen, but I can see why they would do it because they're hoping no one gets hurt, and if you're hurt in the car, you should be playoff eligible, in, in my opinion. Um Matt being playoff eligible, I like it because Matt's from Wisconsin. It's a guy I've, we've all followed up here. But at the same time, I don't understand it because he wasn't there for all the races. He wasn't planning on racing, and also he comes back um, because of the unfortunate Kyle Larson thing, and he's announced playoff eligible. So I don't really agree with that, but uh, also, I'm not really disappointed about it. But personally, I, I was surprised by that one. Um, you know, when you look at the Matt Kenseth uh, 42 car, um, it's more than just the driver, it's the team. And even though Kyle Larson got booted, um, it's not fair for the rest of the team that's uh, been working on the car and, you know, <laughs> been with that team for a while. And, uh, you know, they didn't do nothing wrong. So um, I think that's the way they looked at it to say the team still would be eligible. And so I was all for it. And, uh, you know, and there's enough time in the season. Matt's got to work his butt off to stay in the top 30. And 
And I wouldn't be surprised if he'll win a race here. You know, uh, all he's got to do is move Joy Logano out of the way and he should be able to get a victory. Yeah, I understand it's the team thing, but this is this is the way I was looking at it when people say that, Mark, is the team is almost – it's almost like the owner's points. That, to me, is the, the team aspect of it, whereas the driver side is more the driver championship. The driver wins the championship. Yes, the team does too. Absolutely, it's a team sport. I absolutely agree with you. But to make a driver playoff eligible, I I just don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But I'm not too disappointed by it. I never get too worked up about it. I just personally was was surprised by it. I think as long as anybody comes in and they can uh, – if they can pull off a victory, then they should be eligible because victories are pretty tough to come by, you know. And uh, um, I don't know if there's anybody else out there that could actually – get in a vehicle and, and make it happen. I mean, you just don't go into a, even with Matt's caliper that can go and get into a car and go out and win a race, except for Daytona or Talladega. But uh, just to physically get into a car and not know the team and to pull off a victory, I think, um, you know, if, if they can do it, then I think you should be eligible. That's a great point because it is so hard to win that. Uh, and he really didn't miss too many races. So that's, that's a great point there. I, uh, I could see it from that point of view. Yeah. That's um, the way I look at it. And then it was also announced that Alex Bowman has signed a one-year extension with Hendrick Motorsports. So he'll be in that car through 2021. I think that was well-deserved. He's a guy who's been competitive. He is Still trying to find his way a little bit, but he's uh, a guy that I think is a heck of a driver and well-deserving of that. I think he maybe should have got a few more years, but, uh, yeah, at least the one year to get his uh, feet planted there. But, uh, yeah, he sure got that 88 car going. A little inconsistency there, but, you know, he's got a lot of room to grow. The ceiling is high for that team. Absolutely. I agree with you on the more years, too. Uh, I was surprised that it was only one year, but you never know how it works out with sponsors and all that stuff. So that plays a little bit of a factor. Um, and then Tommy Baldwin Racing announces they were coming back. They raced with Josh Balicki for a race. They got a, a few races uh, in their schedule now, so that was kind of cool to see them coming back. Yeah, you know, they expanded the field on, on all three series and let 40 vehicles get in. You know, so it gives other people chances to get in and give it a shot. So, um, yeah, it was Tommy Baldwin, you know, that's, that's a name that's been around here and there. Um, so, yeah, that's all right. The more, the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, NASCAR Heat 5, which is going to be launched on Xbox and uh, PlayStation, was announced they're releasing in July. So there's a racing game uh, that has previously been announced in September um, for the other uh, four before it, but this one's coming out in July. I think what they're going to plan on doing is when Heat 6 comes out, they're probably going to announce that in February of 2022. I think they're going to take a little longer on that and try to come out before the season starts. It always was surprising that they announced a game that was going to come out in September and you knew the next September a game was going to come out and then you, you know, all the new paint schemes and all that was just a little weird. I understood it from the playoff aspect of it that people were going to get probably more excited for it, but it makes more sense to come out in February. So we'll see where that stands, but that's coming out in July. Like you said, that's a game. 
and i racing that's a simulator there's a big difference there buddy <laughs> big difference yeah there there is no doubt about it um i racing is as real as it's gonna get uh besides sitting in the real thing so uh absolutely uh but still fun to play nascar heat five, uh four and five and all that so that's cool that that's that's coming out here um and then before we get into the races the last thing here is rick Ware racing um had an agreement to buy premium motorsports and uh that was that was some big news there because premium also had an agreement to provide cars for spire motorsports that's 77 so they ended up buying premium motorsports and that's why that 27 car is out there now the 52 that rick Ware used to drive is now the 27 so um yeah i just read about that today i didn't uh didn't completely realize that happened actually you know josh balicki got that car for this weekend he's running that at atlanta um and he's got insurance king as a sponsorship so he got some sponsorship and you know jj yaley has been in there and Greg golding has been hanging around that team and and uh so um yeah um, he's involved um, with a lot of different um, Rick wears into a lot of different teams. Um, just trying to make it work, you know, and keep, keep keep slugging away at it, you know. So that's good stuff. Absolutely. All right, so we come to May 17th, and we're racing at Darlington. Um, William Byron goes out and wins stage one. Brad Keselowski wins stage two, and Kevin Harvick wins the race. Uh, what stood out at uh, the first Darling race for you, uh, Mark? Watching Jimmy Johnson absolutely destroy his car. Um, uh, at a time, maybe he shouldn't have been pushing it. Um, he would have been all right if uh, the 17 went to ricochet off the wall and clicked the front end, and and it was on, and you know it, it, it bummed Jimmy out. Um, it's amazing how much uh, that team has really been better performing this year. Uh, but that was the first thing. Um, I guess I noticed the seats being empty a little bit uh, at the beginning, but once when the race started, you don't pay attention to that. Um, so it was Darlington, baby, one of my favorite tracks. And uh, you're right about Kid in the Candy Store, man. I mean, get your popcorn ready and just, like, uh, shut the whole world off, man. There was a race on. Yeah, unbelievable to be back. Goosebumps happening. So excited to to watch it. Uh, Jimmy Johnson also stood out to me. Man, I tell you what, over when he was having his big success, I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, but seeing his car and seeing where he's come from and his struggles and to be up front, that was pretty exciting for me to watch. Um, a lot of people would probably be surprised to hear me say that, but over as I've I've matured and and realized what was happening, I've come to realize that what he did was absolutely incredible and to see him come back and lead that was that was awesome and then he then he wrecks it was almost like my my heart went into my stomach it was just like oh I feel so bad for him and you're right just a time where he probably didn't need to push it as hard as he was but that's that's racing right um I did I didn't really notice the no fans thing either until the end and then it was like Kevin Harvick gets out of his car and it's dead silent and it was almost an ominous feeling. It was just like it didn't it didn't feel right, and it was just a shocker to see at the end for some reason. 
yeah, I looked around and you could hear the crickets, you know. So, <laughs> so that was different, but um, you know what? Can get used to that, I guess, and have no other choice, to, you know, to make it work. So, yeah, yeah, it is. It's the sign of the times there. Right. Um, there was a penalty from that first Donington race. Eric Jones, they had two loose lugs. Um, which gave the uh, fine out and Chris Gale was suspended for Wednesday's Darlington race. Loose lug nuts. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, then we move to Darlington number two. Uh, stage one and two go to Clint Boyer. There's a guy who has had his struggles over the last few years, was up front looking good. Um, didn't finish off great for him, but uh, the race ends up going to Denny Hamlin after Kyle Busch turned Chase Elliott and the rain came. Um, I, I We were messaging through this again, and like we usually do, and I, I told you that that was one of the worst misjudgments I've seen out of Kyle Busch, and you just don't expect, expect it out of Kyle Busch. And Chase Elliott would have won that race with Denny Hamlin on older tires and Chase Elliott on new, and all he had to do was clear Kyle Busch there, and he was going to be sailing off to the win, and just some uh, bad luck there for him. You know, uh, Harvick was coming up on the backside, and it's 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 hard to keep focus when you're looking in the mirror and you're looking out front. You know, you're trying to figure out two different areas there. And I think Kyle was maybe just a little bit more concerned to get back in line to get in front of Harvick, but he kind of like had a, a second lapse there that he forgot about. <laughs> he forgot about Chase, and he dumped him, and later on Chase showed him that he was number one. <laughs> All I could see was the announcers going, uh, oh, my, and just like keep it quiet, and then we moved on. Um, yeah, I could feel Chase's pain on that one. He had the tires, and uh, I think he was going to win that race. Um, but since I picked Denny Hamlin for that race that, that night there, buddy, and, and the rain saved me because Denny didn't have no tires left on that last pit stop. Everybody else pitted and Denny stayed out because he used all his tires up and I thought he was going to get eaten alive. And then the, uh, the rain gods came and, uh, Denny Hamlin won that race. Yeah. I think you owe me a uh, beer for that one. Um, <laughs> um, unbelievable, but, uh, Really good to see racing back, and um, they were all on it with knowing that the rain could come at any time, so uh, it was good racing. I thought Fox was really good to put the Fox out on the track, too. That's some, some good advertising there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then it happened. Like, where did he come from, and where did he go? He looked kind of scared, though. Yeah, yeah, well, I would be too if I was using those. Um, so then they also run an Xfinity race at Darlington, and that is won by Chase Briscoe. What a race! Him and Kyle Bush put on a show for the last few laps, and it was so cool to see Chase win that race. Um, because of what he went through with him and his wife had an unfortunate miscarriage, they're expecting, and um. Just from experience, I almost got emotional over it, you know, because we, we've had one and um, almost lost our, our son, too. So knowing kind of what he went through and he said even he was crying in the car at, with 50 to go and 
unbelievable. Just uh, just a really cool moment. You know, I looked at the radar late that morning. I was at work, and I, I'm just like, oh, it's a wash out there, and there was flood warnings, and, there, you know, everything was going on down there. And so I worked through the afternoon, and it got to be like 4.30, and I got my last break at work. And I, well, I wonder what the results were. And I was just going just to go check the results. And then I noticed that there was like 23 laps to go on. Oh, boy. And so I sat down in the break room and I watched the end of that race. And it turned out to be the best race of the year. Um, wow. What a battle be, between Kyle Busch and uh, Briscoe. Wow. That was just outstanding race. And, yeah, and you can see how emotional that chase was after that, after that race was over. Yeah, and, you know, Chase was bouncing off the wall. Kyle Busch got back by him. He passed him back. Kyle gets into the left rear of Briscoe. I mean, so many things could have went wrong there, and it all it all went right. It was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, best race of the year right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we get into the uh, Coke 600 here, going back to the cup racing. Um, stage one and two go to Alex Bowman. Stage three goes to Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski wins the Coca-Cola 600 after a caution comes out for Byron spinning and Chase Elliott pits under caution. Oh my. Yeah, that was Chase Elliott's win. And then yeah, his partner shredded a tire and he spun and it was a legitimate yellow, you know, that should have came out. Um, Chase, uh, well, uh, Mac was saying on there, don't have your up front, nobody pits. And, uh, well, then Chase came in. Um, it would have been interesting if Chase would have stayed out, if Brad would have went uh, would have went in. So it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't uh, um, situations there. And it's, uh, it's kind of amazing how Chase still ended up getting second place after Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's penalty. Yeah, so uh, that you're exactly right there. Darned if you do, darned if you don't. Uh, he almost made it back. You know, it could have been interesting if there was one or two more laps because he wasn't too far back. Uh, made it up to third, but then, as you mentioned, a penalty after the race. Jimmy Johnson was DQ'd for a rear alignment issue. Um, they're claiming maybe a failed part. We'll see. They're going to do some research on it. Um, and one thing we forgot to mention before the start of the race, Denny Hammond loses ballast and Eric Almirola because he ended up hitting one, trying to avoid the other one that was up the track and he hits it in the, the left front there. And uh, that was a big penalty coming down for Hamlin. Yeah. The safety guy goes out there to pick it up and <laughs> I found out that it's a heavier brick than what he thought it was. And uh, <laughs> I seen some um, videos of, uh, cars that after they get uh hit something like that and that's why it's they're frowned on that that penalty really bad it does a lot of damage and they definitely could hurt somebody yeah so they lose a couple of crew guys including the uh crew chief and engineer i think it was for four races um yeah just something that you have to make sure is is tight on that car because like you said that's a heavy brick coming at you and if that goes through uh, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. The other highlight was one Clint Boyer. He, he popped a tire. Or uh, There was something else that happened there. I don't think it was a tire that they said later on that changed my mind on blowing a tire. And he said he wanted to get his mask off and go get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he wanted out of there like right down in there. But 
that was, there was a lot of green flag racing on the 600. And, uh, you know, uh, all in all, there was an hour of rain delay there, and it took all the way till after midnight to get her done. But uh, I stuck with it and watched the whole thing. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. It was uh... – it was a good race there. Unfortunate for Chase at the end, but you know that's that's part of it. And uh, boy, did he regroup and uh, come back. But uh, then we go to the uh, the Xfinity race. That was won by Kyle Busch. Uh, great race between him and Cindric at the end there. Kyle ended up sending it in. So did Cindric, and Kyle stuck a little better than than Austin did. And then Daniel Hemrick got second, and he was coming. My mom is so anti-Kyle Bush, and I said, hey, you got to tip your hat. He he earned that. He actually drove to get that, and uh, so uh, hats off to Kyle. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good race, too. Absolutely. Yeah, it would have been interesting if there was a couple more laps with Daniel Hemmer coming there, um, was able to get by Sindrick to take second, but uh, it was good to see Daniel Hemmer have some good luck, too, because that's a guy that uh, has a ton of talent one of the nicest guys in the garage. I mean, I don't know if you would find a nicer guy, to be honest with you. And uh, great to see him have some good finishes here. Yeah, we met him last year a couple times. And, uh, yeah, really good guy. Hey, uh, how about Ross Chastain, too? I mean, he drove his butt off, too. Um, driving real tough with Kyle. Uh, had a short run car, you know, and then, uh, and then Kyle would actually get him later. But, uh I was. Uh, I'm still impressed by the way Ross Chastain drives a race car. I'm a. I'm a good fan of his. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's one of those guys where you have to watch where he is at all times because you don't know what's going to happen because he's so aggressive and and fun to watch. It's it's really awesome to see. Yeah. So yep. then the that was good. The truck race comes about, and the bounty is on the line, the 50000 from Gander RV and Outdoors owner Marcus Limonis and Kevin Harvick. They announced uh, that at least 50000 of it would go to charity. I think Chase may give it all all away there to charity for COVID-19. Um, but, uh, yep, that was won by Chase Elliott, who is now nicknamed the Bounty Hunter. And Kyle came in second, and, boy, was he not happy with his team. Yeah, he uh, he actually had his uh, interview afterwards, and they couldn't edit it uh, fast enough before they went off the air. Um, it sounded like the the car wasn't set up right, and uh, and they they battled uh, all all day to get it. And uh, um, he uh, Kyle almost pushed pulled it off, but uh, Chase Elliott's bow at the end was the uh, exclamation point of the end of that race. <laughs> I, I as soon as I saw the bow, I was like, "Oh, this is exactly what we need." Everyone's watching that. We've got a rivalry going on. This is this is exactly what we need right here. That was that was awesome. But yeah, Kyle said there was some broken parts on his truck, and there would be some heads turning on the next day when they got back. So um, interesting there. And then we should also mention that Ty Majeski, our our buddy, he had a good run. He comes home eighth. Was up in the top ten the whole night. Uh, really good to see that that truck have some good runs. Um, he did fall back. Uh, I th- I saw him like in twenty second. I think they did a little pitting here and there and g- gained some spots. Um, I understand the c- truck was so loose. Um, I'm I'm hearing a lot from uh, 
Chastain that was talking the other day saying how loose their setups are and uh, they, they got to tighten them up quite a bit, especially for Chastain. I'm sure Ty's probably going through the same thing. He made a comment, uh, I believe, yesterday, said that they've learned so much that they're really looking forward to the Atlanta weekend this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. I saw his comments, and you're right, he did fall back for a little bit, was up in the top 10 early and late, so majority of the race there. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see Atlanta because Atlanta is one of those tracks where it's super fast and it'll burn the tires right off it. It will. That's one abrasive place there. So then we get back to the Cup Series. was supposed to be on Wednesday night. Ends up getting moved to Thursday. Um, Charlotte race number two goes to Chase Elliott. Redemption from the 600. Uh, stage one goes to Joey Logano. Stage two goes to Alex Bowman. Chase Elliott was uh, ecstatic to win that one after losing the Coke 600 the way he did. Yeah, he deserved that. He says he was waiting, waiting for something to go wrong, you know, and it seems like once when you uh, um, have issues like that, I'm sure you probably feel feel that way. And then, uh, you know, they penalized Denny Hamlin for all that lost ballast, and then he still comes back and gets a second place. Um, so that was uh, an interesting race. I'm getting used to these Wednesday night races, Wednesday, Thursday night races. I think they're pretty cool, and uh, – I think going forward, we're probably going to see some midweek races um, going down as the season, as the years go by. I sure hope so because, like you, um, man, those midweek races, there's it's so cool. You go from Sunday to midweek, or even if it was a truck or Xfinity that they ran during the midweek. Um, I I love it. I I love it. There's I you know we can't get enough of it, but just to see the midweek and have something to do during the midweek. Of course, in the summer, we have the Thursday nights down at uh, WIR here. I announced you go as a fan. And so it's a little, be a little tough to catch those if they do Thursday night, but we can always record it and watch it after the next day. So I think uh, that's something that you'll see coming next year and uh, something that I really enjoy as well. I think another thing that they're finding out is they don't need all this practice time. And, you know, it's, it is really something how these guys, it's like Bristol, there's your car, get in it, go. <laughs> and, like, are you kidding me? Um, uh, they got uh, probably dig up a lot, of, a lot of paperwork and history and try to figure out, you know, um, and then they throw them out on the racetrack and they go, and it's finding out that maybe they don't need such practice and that makes for better racing too. No doubt. That is a fantastic point because they just had on Mr. Freeze from uh, Front Row Motorsports talking about John Hunter's great runs. And that's another thing we should talk about. John Hunter Nemechek, man, is he doing an awesome job with that lower funded team? Um, but he the, he was on there talking about the practice time, lack of practice time is helping them because they think they do too much adjusting or, or go the wrong way on it. And with them not being able to, it's just here what it is. Go we'll address what we can and that's bringing some great racing. But that's the thing when it's not in the advantage of the drivers to get the car, how they like it brings better racing. We've seen that multiple times and this has really brought it out. You know, and I'm looking at that 38 car and all of a sudden they got the Skag, the Skag sponsorship power, power equipment. And they're out of Mayville down there, you know, by Fond du Lac, there's sponsorship. You know, they, they sponsored for years and years, the Midwest tour around here. And, uh, Oh, man, that's a sharp-looking car. And, yeah, John Hunter has been uh, doing a phenomenal job as a rookie. 
Um, had a little bad luck here and there, but uh, he's downright competitive. He's only going to get better. Absolutely. Yeah, Skag, they, they're they're out of somewhere. I don't think it's out of Mayville. I think they do something in Mayville because my wife's from there. And she says, she even says, Skag, isn't that made in Mayville at, uh, I think they call it Mech, Mayville Engineering Corp. So I think they do something down there. Maybe it's not Mech, but it's a different place. But yeah, Wisconsin company. And um, I even saw some, some people comment on that from up here and all that stuff. So it was really cool. And then he goes out and finishes, I think it was eighth. And uh, what a ride he's having. Yeah, yeah. Sharp looking car too, though. And it's a Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, let's let's stick with this before we get into Bristol a little bit. Um, so speaking of John Hunter Nemechek, and you start thinking about who's going to replace Jimmy Johnson as we get going through the season, I looked at my wife and I said, I think there's pretty much two – two options that I'm thinking of. And it's got, one of them's got to be John Hunter Nemechek. He's, he's drove a Chevy in the past. He's performing quite well there. Um, the other being Brad Keselowski. Um, maybe if Noel Gregson turns it on, maybe he would get a shot at it, but John Hunter's really coming on and performing well. And I think maybe Hendrick could snake him away. Yeah. I think Gregson would be just a little too raw. Um, we've always had Kyle Larson, but that seems to, at this time seems to be just a little uh, off base. Um, it does seem like Keselowski, but if you do think outside the box, you know, uh, you know, John Hunter, he can uh, he can wheel a race car. We've been watching him do that for years, and so uh, he's definitely good in a super late. We've seen him race there, so yeah, he has the talent. Um, so it's uh, that's a possibility. Yeah, he's performed all the way through the ranks, whether it be pro late model, super late, truck, Xfinity, performed all the way up, and now you see him run with a lower-funded team and finishing near or inside the top ten there. Uh, I looked at my wife and I said, that would be a guy I would maybe consider because of his success and what he's doing with that team. Yeah, he's young enough, so <laughs> throw him in there, make it happen. So let's get into Bristol then. It's Bristol, baby. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, Brad Keselowski wins Bristol. Um, stage one and two go to Chase Elliott. Chase uh, was at the front of the field with Joey Logano. Chase dives it in a little too hard, got loose underneath Joey, gets into him. They hit the wall. They finished back in the 20-sums. Brad flies by and wins. Uh, Joey was obviously not happy with Chase, and Chase – really didn't do a lot of favors for himself. I think on this one, Joey said that he didn't apologize or say anything. He just looked at him and said, well, you've done the same thing. And I, I like Chase Elliott. He's one of my favorite drivers, but I think at least if you apologize, you got something going for you, or if you don't, I think that'll stick in Joey's craw for a while. And um, you never know what will happen. Yeah. You said Brad won the race. No, he fell into it, but, uh, <laughs> but sometimes the luck is on your side. Um, you know, Chase, Chase threw it in there three laps ago. Uh, maybe it was an angle thing of how to go into that corner. Um, you know, three laps ago and going for it and the car just didn't stick. It just, it went in and it just took off on him and it just so happened the 22 was there and you know, that's racing. Uh, you can't tell me that that was on purpose. I mean, you're going for it, get loose and then that's what happens and, and then you got to move on. Um, yeah, Joey, I guess, was asking for a better apology, but 
Uh, he's been on, he's been in that uh, tussle with other drivers too. So um, I was just glad that there, nothing got physical on there. I was wondering if uh, anybody was going to get physical on that, but uh, they talked it out. That's what you're supposed to do. It's better than using your car as a weapon. And so, uh, yeah, we move on. That That's Bristol though. That's Bristol, baby. Uh, that That's the kind of racing it brings out. And usually somebody's going to have sprained feelings before <laughs> before the race is over. So. Yeah, so I agree with you. I thought, you know, Joey was staring him down for, for a little bit there, and I thought, oh, boy, this is going to fester and something's going to happen here. But Joey handled himself quite well. I thought, you know, if I'm just looking at the whole thing, yes, Joey's been on the opposite side of things and um, isn't very well liked up here. But, you know, you just want some kind of apology. Like, sorry, man, I didn't mean to get in there so hard. Joey said he understands it. it you know, he's done the same thing. It's down to three laps to go, two laps to go, and – you know, it's the end of the race. That's what's going to happen, especially at Bristol. But no apology. I think uh, Chase might look back at that one and, and grow from it. But uh, that's part of it. You got different personalities and all that stuff. So I just thought with Chase, what he was through with Kyle Bush and all that stuff would maybe take a different role than that. But he chose to do that, and that's his right, and we'll see what happens. Well, you know, those are the top competitive cars that are out there fighting for it. That's why – um, you know, he's you're talking about Chase all the time because he's the most relevant driver right now. You know, you go on NASCAR Hub and they're already starting to think about championships already. You know, and they're putting Chase in uh, in that group uh, already. It's early, but uh, at this time right now, Chase Elliott, that engine, engine number nine, he's got that thing going. Uh, yeah, put your money on him. Oh, absolutely. He could have won four races uh, during this stretch uh, very easily and just didn't have the luck fall his way. So, absolutely, he's uh, he's been a top contender for a few years, and I think this is a year where you're seeing him really take off so far. Yeah, he's only, you know, he's been good at everything also. And, uh, you know, there's another case right there where you just don't come into the NASCAR series and just going to be a big splash, you know. It takes time to build, build, um, you know, the, with the team and and uh, to, to be together. And so, um, it's coming around. Chase Elliott will win some championships. There's just there's no doubt behind that. I agree with you. And you know, you speak about how you're not going to come into the Cup Series and just win, you know. And and you think about it, especially nowadays the Xfinity and truck drivers don't have that many opportunities to race against the cup stars that come down and you can learn a lot when that happens. So maybe that plays a role in, in taking a little bit longer when you make the step and trying to win. Yep. That's all part of it, man. Uh, so then Bristol Xfinity got moved to Monday because of the rain out at Charlotte. Um, that gets won by Noah Gregson. He spins his teammate, Justin Elgar, a very similar thing that happened with Chase and Joey, except Elgar goes around and makes hard contact. Uh, obviously not happy teammates. You necessarily don't expect to see that, but end of the race situation at Bristol again, and Noah was going for it. He had a great car, so um, Dale Jr. said, you know, all, all I can do is ask him to please do it clean next time, and if it becomes an issue, then it'll be a... <laughs> Then it'll be a demand, not a question. It'll be a demand. You must do it clean. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't become an issue there. But two good guys, uh, unfortunate incident. But Noah wins the race the second of the year and uh, some something to talk about. 
Who did you pick for that race there, uh, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elgar, you know that. Do I owe you another beer? I think so. I don't even know what we're playing for yet. Maybe a trip to Daytona. Maybe a, maybe a plane ticket to, to Speed Weeks. Oh, well, I don't know about now, I don't know about that. Huh? There, now we just spiced it up, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're only saying that because you're ahead. I didn't know that. What is the score? You'll have to let me know. Yeah, I, I have to look at it again and, and see where we're at. But all right, yeah. But um, I know you're ahead. But uh, Noah Gregson, uh, we've met him. Great kid. I mean, we've talked. We've actually cornered him and talked to him multiple times. Um, you know, he's uh, he's got to grow a little bit too. But uh, he's another one that's aggressive, and and I do like his style. But uh, sometimes it's just a little over over zealous. So um, he'll learn. You know, you gotta pull him back a little bit, pull the reins back on him a little bit, and uh, he's got the talent. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Talk about one of the nicest guys in Daniel Hammer. Noah Gregson is right at the top, too. Uh, I can specifically remember you and I going to the Snowball Derby and catching him after and try to get a pick for him that, that didn't work out. I think you accidentally hit the wrong button or something like that where the flash went off but didn't take the picture. But um, I said, yeah, my, me and my fiancé, not thinking anything about it, you know, me and my fiancé have always enjoyed watching all that stuff. And he stopped during his track and said, congratulations on the uh, – engagement and I it just I took a step back and I was like I didn't even think anything about it you know and here he he caught that and said something about it I mean just the little things like that I will always remember that moment and always um like Noah Gregson because that's the type of kid he is and type of man he is you know that that's outstanding well we talked to him for 20 minutes and then we went away and then all of a sudden we came back and we ended up spending another 20 minutes with him I mean he was just wide open and he was there and then when we saw him down at Iowa, um, he kind of like said that he, he, he remembered us. And, uh, and so we sat and we chatted with him some time there. So, uh, yeah, great kid and uh, love watching him and want to keep uh, continue following him. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see where his career sends him. Um, you know, Brad Kozlowski touched on his contract status uh, within the last two weeks. Noah kind of did the same thing too where he said, you know, I have to go for it. I have nothing for next year. So this is this is my opportunity. I got to go for it. So, um, boy, it'd be hard to believe to not see him at uh, the top two level. But uh, you know, that's something that's got to figure out. He's winning races. So, uh, yeah, we'll root for him. He's he's a great guy, and um, you know, unfortunate incident, but that that happens. You know, Dale Jr. was touching on that too, from the Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch thing, Noah Gregson, Justin Allgaier, and was saying, you know, sometimes these guys are going to get side by side. And what's going to happen is these guys are going to make mistakes and they're going to hit. That's racing. And uh, that's what we've seen. Yeah, as long as they learn from it. But, yeah, you're going to have that. And that's why people watch racing, because you are going to have that. So that all works hand in hand. And uh, as long as it ain't dirty and it ain't, uh, you know, as long as it's, you know, being trying to be competitive and going for the win, that's that's why we watch the racing. And it's, and it's not always cut and dry every time. Right. Absolutely. All right. So we got some news moving forward here after all that racing. Um, it was announced that Pocono and Indianapolis Motor Speedway will unfortunately have no fans. Um, it was thought maybe 
Indianapolis could try fans the July 4th weekend with the NDGP and NASCAR doubleheader. Uh, that will not happen. I've heard that they're looking at maybe Miami to try fans later on this month. We'll see what happens there. We know it's a moving target, so uh, we'll see. Um, big news here. Nashville Super Speedway is back in 2021 with a cup race. Um, there, I knew they were going to try to get into the national market with the championship uh, awards being there now. And so they get into that market. A lot of people were hoping that it would be the fairgrounds, but that didn't happen. But at least it's something down in Nashville. And if this goes well, maybe that opens eyes to get some racing at the fairgrounds again. Yeah, I was at the fairgrounds last year and uh, that place holds me one. They sang the national anthem for a uh, CRA race down there and we got rained out. And with our vacation plans, we couldn't go back. So I didn't purchase a ticket when I saw the national anthem. And uh, so I was hoping it'd be at the fairgrounds. I looked at that place. Um, you know, it looked like an oversized Iowa. That's what it reminded me, reminded me of. And there's a lot of history in that Nashville racetrack. Um, um, they're, they're trying to make things go and try to get NASCAR back in Nashville. Um, I see that fans, fans are going to be accepted in Texas. And they're talking at Talladega also. They're, they're okay. think, thinking that they could probably sporadically put fans in. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be good to see uh, and try it out here. You know, you want everyone to stay safe, but it'd be nice to have have something there. But um, you know, the main main priority is staying safe. But we'll see we'll see what they, they do here. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the fairgrounds. It's been up in the air for a while. So. Hopefully something happens there, but at least it's something in Nashville, like I previously said. And um, if it's an oversized Iowa, all right. I remember watching some uh, nationwide series, which it was called back then, races. So some good racing. And then that pastor um, that did that prayer that he thanked uh, for God for a smoking hot wife, that was down in Nashville. <laughs> yep, yep. Some videos of that again, which I had to watch because that was, that was the best invocation I've ever seen. But uh, <laughs> So hopefully they bring him back. That would be that would be great. Yeah, the schedule looks like it's filled out all the way to the middle of August up to Michigan. Um, Dover has been skipped out of this first part of the schedule because they said that after Michigan, then the schedule is going to go back to normal. Well, there's a one race out there that's still odd man out, and I don't believe they're going to do a doubleheader at Dover. So they're saying that there could be a doubleheader on one of the races before the championship. So that'll be something to look for probably the last part of August or in this early September. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's interesting there. I know speaking of Dover, Dover is losing a race and that's why they're going to Nashville next year. So it sounds like they've been having a hard time filling the seats there, unfortunately, um, which I was surprised by because the racing has always been pretty good there and, it's a tough track and one that's on the top of my list to go to. So unfortunate, but uh, cool to see Nashville back on the schedule and for a cup race. All right. Put her on the bucket list, but uh, yeah, that's less crab cake possibilities over at Dover. So, Hey, what do you think of Kyle and Kurt in the booth the other night? Well, that was fantastic. Um, talk about uh, just enjoyment watching those two. I think, specifically Kyle has a future in that just the analysis he was given Kurt was good too I thought Kyle was just a little bit better given more but Kyle or Kurt played off of Kyle and gave some good stuff too so I think both of them have a future in doing that if that's what they would like to do when they're done 
the fans loved it. The fans, everybody that had reviews on that said that they did an excellent job. And I heard about that before I even watched the race because I recorded it. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was worth watching. And it was worth listening to them. It was good. Yeah, and speaking of Noah Gregson and Kyle Busch, Kyle came on and uh, was talking to him after one of the stages that he won, and uh, he asked Noah if he knew he was talking to, and Noah said no, and and then Austin said, "Oh, it's the former boss. Someone told him it's the former boss." So yeah, he figured it out. But that was a that was a cool moment during that race too. Yeah, the former boss, and then uh, you know, you and I uh, stumbled across something this last week when we uh, we did a local race and we went out to uh, we went out to the Dells. And, you know, and I, and I call you Hawkeye because you just have a knack of picking people out of a crowd. And uh, you picked out Rich Bickle. And, and uh, I just went up to the beer stand and, uh, hey, Rich, what kind of beer are you buy drinking? And he, thank you, sir. And that ended up being like uh, about, what, an hour and a half conversation talking about old-time racing. And that was priceless of talking to rich that was uh the the, the worth the whole trip out there that was better than the race itself you know i came back and said you know i wasn't even supposed to go to the Dallas today and ended up going and then we sit and talk to rich bickle for for an hour and a half or so missed all the heat races and uh boy priceless is the right word for it unbelievable you know just talking to him at one point him and I were talking about a couple of things and I was getting goosebumps and sitting there kind of shaking inside I don't think I was shaking outside but I was like trying to hold it in and yeah so um he said he'd be open to coming on the podcast so I guess we never know um we'll have to get a get a hold of him and see what happens there we might have something else up our sleeves so uh keep tuned to that and yeah, absolutely priceless, man. That was that was fun. Yep, that was the price of admission. Also, just like you know, the features are starting, and we were still uh, hanging out with Rich and uh, and Darcy, his girlfriend. So, um, yeah, it was an awesome weekend. So, so uh, yeah, the local racing is uh, back up. Uh, we're going to do an opener tonight at Kakana. Um, I feel like uh, Daytona. I, I think about it, and I just start. Uh, I uh, get all worked up about it. I'm so looking forward. To, Seeing everybody again, you know, I, it's the only place that I see most of my friends and and a lot of uh, a lot of people I don't see only about racing season. So I'm looking so forward to meeting uh, so many people and reminisce and bring up some good times up here. So we should have a good night. Weather looks good, and we're gonna be good to go tonight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. I look forward to the opener. You know, it's. It's always an interesting night of racing, but uh, great to be back out of the track. Great to smell the cars. Great to hear the cars. Great to have the food, see the people. It's uh, boy, it's it's awesome to to be back here, and we're we'll have a good night tonight, and um, yeah, we'll have a lot of fun with it. I do have some more uh, NASCAR news just to, to end here. Um, it was announced that Clint Boyer will run a Kyle Petty sheem. It's going to be the blue and pink one at the Darlington's uh, Southern 500 throwback. So that was the first one I've seen about anything with schemes with uh, or schemes with uh, um, Darlington throwback weekend. Um, and then we'll just uh, say the schedule for the next few weeks. So we have uh, Atlanta coming up here. Saturday will be the truck and Xfinity race, doubleheader. And then Sunday will be the cup race. Um, next Wednesday, June 10th, Martinsville under the lights for the first time. Uh, so that'll be Wednesday. That'll be, I'm looking forward to that one, man. Um, I'm working on, I'm working that night. I'm bummed, but I got a vacation day the next day. So, uh, guess what I'll be doing Thursday morning. I'll be, uh, 
I'll be watching that uh, uh, recording. Yeah, doubleheader on Saturday with the trucks and uh, Xfinity. Fifty uh, percent chance of the the crap from coming from the clouds. We'll probably be uh, better if you just say we'll be all right and we'll uh, we'll get her in. Yeah, we'll be all right. Um, and then the following Saturday, June thirteenth, Xfinity and Truck at uh, Miami. Sunday, the fourteenth, will be the Cup race, and then Saturday, June twentieth, Xfinity at Talladega, and Sunday, the twenty-first, Cup race there. So some good. Uh, Good couple weeks of racing coming up here. We'll get some more news uh, out to you as we as we get it and talk about the racing. And hey, let's have a fun night tonight and uh, support local tracks and all racing. You know, NASCARs, local tracks, everything. So let's uh, let's have a good time. And uh, thanks for joining me again, Mark. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yep. Let's go racing tonight. I'm ready for it. Let's go. We'll uh, see everyone there. And thanks for listening again. Take care. Yep. See y'all. See ya.